Welcome to the One Player Podcast, the show on solitaire board games. I'm your host, Albert, and this is episode 121. Sometimes it may sound like it, but I promise we are not lost in the woods. Or lost anywhere else, or or lost. Maybe we are lost. <laughs> Albert, are we lost? We are not lost. We are exactly on episode 121 where we should be. Hello, Albert. Hello, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in again. Hello. Yes, welcome. I, I was not around for the last episode. I missed the recording, but it, it was a neat episode. I enjoyed hearing this, hearing you talk about the the relics of Raja Vihara. Raja Vihara? I'm pretty sure there's N in there. Okay. Yeah, it was a really good episode. I never <laughs> tried to pronounce it. I try not to pronounce it. <laughs> Just yeah, relics. It's, it's a tricky one. Yeah, relics. That That works. But today we are talking about another small puzzle game. We are talking about uh, two games, folders, uh, Monument Valley, uh, Mazescapes, Mazescape, Mazescape. <laughs> One of those Mazescape. Yeah, that's a, it's a new game in quotes, or as we call them in our house, bunny ears, um, which it's on BGG in the game as a game. But it's really just a maze that you get to play or a series of mazes that you get to play through. It's an escape game. You're there you go to escape and you could lose and not escape and, and give up. And that's the yeah. definition <laughs> of the game is you could lose and give up by giving up. Yes. Cause otherwise eventually you'd solve it. So Albert, why don't you take us away with the nice overview of the game? All right. So the, over, the game is called Mayscapes. There's two of them. There's one called Labyrinthos and the other one called Ariadne. Um, they're very small, little, tiny, compact games. Basically, what it is is a maze or seven mazes in a box. However, what's really neat about these mazes is that they come in a folded little sheet of paper, and as you're doing the maze, you have to unfold it and fold it in different ways to change the maze. Um, so, for example, what's happening is you, you may be traveling along a path and move onto another sheet of paper that's up on top of that one. And the path continues that way. But if you were to back up again and lift that sheet, there might be a different path underneath. So as you're doing the maze, you're having to fold and unfold. So essentially like you're folding stuff over. I, I want to make sure that's a very clear mechanic. Yes, That you it unfold is. the map entirely, but you can fold the map in pieces and it reveals new routes. Yes, and it starts folded and you're unfolding little by little to get to different places. And you're following the path, so you, you may have to unfold a little bit, move, unfold some more, move again, refold a section, or, or do different things to travel around. It's a pretty neat idea, actually. And how do you know what your goal is? So the rule book tells you, well, explains how the folding and unfolding works, and also tells you your goal. But for each map, there's seven of them in, the, in each box, tells you what your goal is to find a couple specific items and then make your way to the exit. So you have to find all the ob- items, or do you... Yep. That's, that's, um, you could kind of score yourself. I mean, if you just want to get to the exit and leave, you could do that. That sort of be like the easy mode, but the, the specific, each maze has a specific challenge of finding a list of things. They could be torches and a couple other things, and you need to find all of them and then get to the exit. So per the rules, you have to find everything. It's not like you can do easy modes or hard modes. Not per the rules, no. Per, per the rules, you're going to find everything. And once you have finished all seven mazes, there is an added challenge you could then go and do of finding a bunch of other stuff. 
so something more difficult to do. Yes, I uh, I don't know. That's more difficult. Just something else to do. A different way to try and solve the puzzle. Going to different locations, stuff that you were ignoring before. I will say honestly, the first time you played, you probably went by all these objects that you needed to find in the extra game. Anyway, you just you weren't looking for them specifically. And so there's two different ones I said, right? They're both sort of ancient Roman themes, but the art styles are different, um, slightly different. Why do you think they're ancient Roman themed? Because there's things like uh, the Minotaur. Like there's a there's a Minotaur and a picture of one. And some of the to me, some of the things just look ancient Roman styled. Different. You're saying like clock towers with actual clocks and windmills and farm buildings (laughs) are Roman and volcanoes. I have not looked at it that deeply. Honestly, it's it's a maze for crying out loud. <laughs> I I mean, you're the one who claimed it's Roman. <laughs> to me, it inspires. It, it has a Roman look to it. Honestly, personally, I mean, maybe it isn't, but that that's what I thought of. It doesn't look Roman at all to me, friend. Okay, fair enough. We'll, <laughs> it just looks n- neat. I'm probably wrong. Honestly, we don't need to argue about that. It's a it it is nice. I like the art style. And that's one of the things that attracted me to these. Originally, okay. I first saw them and said, ah, they're just mazes. I'm going to ignore them. And then I actually went to the game store and I picked one up and said, that's a nice little tiny box. It's relatively cheap. Let me try one and see what happens. And I will agree with you. I think that one. the art style on this is very nice. It uses a 3D isometric view where mm-hmm. it's not top down. It's pulled back a camera. So it has a 3D sense to it, but it's still relatively a flat world. So it's easy to keep track of where you are and where you can go. So even though some of the puzzles will sort of like mess with you about, Hey, I didn't realize I could have gone there if I just messed with things and really they're on the same plane. Sometimes they're not. So it it's well done and well depicted and bright and colorful. And I think that it really looks nice, which is where at this point we're talking about components. But I do very much approve of the art style, and I think that you would enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do. I do like the art style. It's a it's a cartoony sort of thing, um, which is man, perfect but, for I think this level of whimsy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly true. the The way it works, it's it's relatively simple. You got to get from the beginning to the end, and like I said, there's extra things to find. As you play some of the different maps they're going to add new things. Like, for example, there's a teleportation later on, which is just saying when you reach an object that looks like this, you could then go to any other object that looks like this other connector. And that's a teleporter. The mm-hmm. other thing is, in terms of folding and unfolding, you're only allowed to fold it on the creases. You could fold it back or forth in any direction, but you're not allowed to like create any new folds on the page that don't already exist sort of thing. And where you have your... Where you're currently at on the map, that page has to be flat on a table. So you can't like sort of lift it and bend it trying to get to other areas you wouldn't get to easily. You can't fall off the edge of the flat earth. Correct. <laughs> so And so that is one restriction. Sometimes you're like, oh, if I could fold the paper this way, I could get there. But I'd have to lift it up the page to do that. So that's cheating. doesn't work. Um, pretty simple rules. So honestly, it's, it's mazes. There's seven of them. They get harder. And the way they fold is different from map to map. Some some are cut a little differently than the others, which affects how it folds. I also found, it seems to me, and I didn't do a, a very thorough study, but the first one I got, which is the Labyrinthos, 
has more types of folds in the Ariadne. And that one, they, they all felt very similar to me, hmm. which was, I don't know, not as satisfying. It was kind of fun that they, they fold different ways because then you got to see different things. So I enjoyed that one more because of that. Okay. And to be clear, these are completely reusable. The game comes with a little wooden pointer, a stick, essentially, mm -hmm. that you can use to keep track of it. So you're not using a pencil. You're not permanently going over any of your lines. Mm -hmm. You can play it once and then play through the whole thing, forget all about it a couple weeks later, then do it all over again. You yes, do exactly. have to keep track of some of the keys and some of the things you collect and pick up for some of the puzzles. Um, and the game says you can you know write that down on the end of the sheet i don't think you necessarily need to there's not really that many for you to keep track you're playing this over one sitting so mm -hmm. oh. that's right and you're <laughs> you're, you're finding maybe 10 at most at one time the however i will say it it does get tricky like you're you're looking for a lamp or something like that or a fire like a little oh wood fire so it's, okay there's gonna be seven of these somewhere you got to find them and I'm folding and I'm folding. I found three or four of them and I've, I've lost track of which of the ones I found. And I have to kind of like <laughs> retrace all my steps and mark myself and say, okay, this is the top of page one on the back and this one's on the bottom of page three. And it got a little, <laughs> got a little hard. Came a little bit well, of a puzzle. <laughs> well, I mean, half, half the game is kind of like a where's wall though to an extent. Yeah. You do have to identify yeah. where you're going to a degree. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And like you said, it does bring that little stick, which at first I thought was silly because I said, I mean, what do I need a pointer stick for? Is it in case I don't have my finger handy? That doesn't make any sense, but I find that I prefer using the stick anyway. Oh yeah. It just it's more satisfying to hold it. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Much I, I I definitely prefer using the stick over the over using a finger for something like this. Yeah. That, absolutely. Um Neat sort of makes puzzle. you feel like more in it. And also because it's, it's, I don't know about you, I got big fingers. <laughs> so it's a little <laughs> bit easier to see with the stick and sort of rotate around. Like when you put your finger on it, you block the bottom half of it, even rotate up. It's like awkward. Yeah. But a stick's yeah. just easier to move. That's true. And you can't, you do lose your place if you're using your finger sometimes. I did find that. It's true. Mm -hmm. The, I found, and maybe I'm wrong, but I found in the, the labyrinthos, there is one place on one of the maps that I could never reach. And I do, I do believe it is not at all reachable. Really, it was a mistake in the printing. Yeah, I have, I have gone when I finished, picked it up, and unfolded the whole thing, and tried any way I could to get to that one or start from there and get out of there. And I just could not. So huh. I do believe that was just a, a mistake. Well, I assume now, you didn't I need not, to reach there. Well, it was one of the uh, extra things that you're supposed to find five or six oh. of them. So, so I just wasn't able to in that map. Everything else I've been able to find, but that one, no, no luck. And it does seem like on one of the pictures there's a, a mistake. Two th two pages that do line up correctly, the the art just does not make any sense, and that's the only time I've ever seen that happen. So I think I think it's just an oversight, which mm. as complicated as it must have been to draw this, it it is not a surprise that something like that would happen. Well, I mean, I part of the idea and how complicated it is to draw this is that it uses and I'll use the term loosely, impossible structures that the the structures theoretically cannot be where sometimes a pathway is under something, but then over it as it goes around. And in regular space, it just can't do that. Mm-hmm. Sort of an MC Escher-ish kind of a style to it. Yeah. Correct. 
But not just that. I mean, because sometimes the top half of... I've seen a couple cases where the bottom half is face up and the top half of that same sheet is face down because later on, if you flip it, you'll get to it from a different direction entirely. Right. So, so it is just... It would be neat to try and draw some of this. It would be a heck of a challenge. It would help <laughs> if I had any artistic skill, obviously, but I think it would be like a really neat thing to make. I sure I love the idea and I love the look of it. Um, it's I have not done the extra challenges, but I've had fun going through the mazes, and I did lose a few times where I kept playing and just got frustrated because I was lost and not sure what I had. So I'm just gonna stop playing. Call this one a loss. Come back later. And and, and I've enjoyed going through them. It, it's they're definitely very fun. Very simple. Probably. Between five and fifteen minutes a maze. Hmm. That's a good time. Mm-hmm. And definitely the the higher ones are more difficult. You do them in order from one through seven, and I found that the higher the numbers, the more challenging. So that is interesting. Uh, I thought this was interesting be- after last week's episode because you had the the question to the designer. You know, is this a game or a puzzle? And this is something that's on BGG and has that same exact question. Is it a game or is it a puzzle? It's a puzzle. It's a puzzle. <laughs> it's a puzzle, I mean, but we still highly recommend it. We still really like it. Yes. <laughs> it's a, it's a gamey puzzle, but there's always one exact solution. Doesn't matter how, I, it's how not a game. It's not that. a gamey puzzle. It's not a gamey <laughs> puzzle. It's just straight up a puzzle. Yeah. I, that, In my that opinion. But I, for a long time, I've thought that Board Game Geek should not restrict itself away from puzzles. I, I think that they should just have mm-hmm. said, anyway, we are totally yeah. talking politics. Rush Hour, Rush Hour should be on BGG, and it drove me crazy. that it, I don't know if it is now, but it drove me crazy oh, that it wasn't for you. doesn't matter. But we are, we are <laughs> way up to the scale. But let me actually talk about another couple puzzles that are sort of similar to this one. I know that you do really strongly recommend this one. But mm-hmm. there's some other things Please out do. there that are very similar to this. Like I know Freeman Freeze did something similar called Folders, where with that one, and this is available on the BGG store, um, and <laughs> theoretically should also be the similar rule of being game for versus puzzle. But anyway, mm-hmm. uh, in this one, it's entirely a flat space. It's the sort of maze you'd normally see printed on a actual print. Um, except with this one, in order to be able to exit the maze, you have to be able to fold the maze over on itself to reveal new pathways. So it doesn't have that MC Escher type of style, but you still need to be able to fold different directions. Mm-hmm. Have you had an opportunity to play this game? I, I have never played it. I've always wanted to get it and try it, but I just never got around to it because because it felt a little expensive. It's $15 for, for eight mazes. Mm-hmm. Eight episodes. And I just, yeah, I know. it sounds neat, but that's a little expensive, so I never got it. And the art on these ones, I have tried one of them. There was a demo at one point in time that was available. The art on these ones is much, it, it's flat. There's nothing enchanting about it. With mazescapes, it's a, it feels like you've inserted yourself in the sort of creative world, but with... Mm-hmm folders i mean i feel like i've pulled up the maze from the new york times and twisted it around a bit like there's <laughs> it doesn't have a sense of world and depth to it I, I mean it was just as difficult but it doesn't have that depth that you're looking for yep yep i i agree the art's pretty enough but it's it, it's just an abstract thing and that that i think takes away from the fun i mm-hmm. i definitely prefer games with theme even if the theme is just artwork. Mayscapes, I'm going to step into the 
issues of having digital games at the second. But Mazecapes also strongly reminded me of another puzzle game that is available on Android and probably other things at this point called Monument Valley. Have you heard of this one? Yes, I have. That is a fun game. It's so a neat game. It's another, it also reminisces me about that MC Escher type of style because in that one, again, you have a sort of maze rendered in a 3D scape, except that again, it can't exist really in three dimensions because it has some of the impossible triangles and the looping pathways and things like that. And your goal is to rotate it around and manipulate elements in it in order to be able to find a path to achieve whatever the objective of the current puzzle is. Um, similar to folders with folders, it's all in a flat scape and you're moving stacks around in order to be able to move it around. Again, of this one, you have a maze and you're moving it around in order to be able to move stuff. What did you, what do you think about the comparison between the two? I think, I think it's a good comparison. It feels really similar. The, the, the mazecapes is obviously just way more abstract and more simplified, but it does feel like a very similar concept. I actually don't know if it's more abstract or simplified because with Mayscape, because it's all flat, I suppose there's less that they can do with it. But really, in my opinion, with Monument Valley, like there's a really obvious doohickey. Move the doohickey to solve the puzzle. With folders, <laughs> sometimes you're saying that you're like, I've got to get all the way from here to all the way over here. And I can't like which one of these, like you start flipping folders and messing around with it. So they're more limited on what they can do. But I felt like for Monument Valley, really, it was all about just like here, the solution to the puzzle, create a new doohickey, new doohickey, do new, do new thing. So oh, it's, it's at the very least a comment about the two of them. I'm not to say that I didn't enjoy either Monument Valley or Mayscapes. I did very much enjoy Monument Valley, and I thought it was a very fun game. But I did, mm-hmm. to a degree, like there, there's a certain amount of repetition. Perhaps there's repetition to both of them. I yeah, there is. I mean, with Mayscapes, I, I played a bunch in one day of it, and towards the end, I was like, you know, I'm just same thing over and over and over. Which it is. It's a maze. It's seven different mazes, but still the same thing over and over. Yeah, you have to <laughs> have to spread it out over a longer period of time than maybe we can always do with this format. Yeah, and that is that is the way to do it, really. It's not something you want to plow through. It's something you want to... Everyone's like, hey, pull out, do a maze. Pull out and enjoy. Exactly. Yeah, maze capes. And they're, I think I said, or I think they're about $10 retail each. So they're pretty darn affordable. Uh, when you're getting them from Amazon, they're 14 are they? Okay. I bought mine from my game store for about 10. Could be. I don't know. Could be that they're different, so, different levels of availability. Yeah. I have no idea. Yeah. It might be, you know, Amazon. Sometimes the prices are high when it's just not very available. <laughs> it depends on the time and when you're grabbing it. Yep. Refresh a page in half an hour and price will be lower. Yep. And I wish there was a soundtrack that they offered for it. <laughs> a nice Zen soundtrack just to go with the idea of this empty world that you're exploring through. But fortunately there are plenty that are available on YouTube and other places. Yeah. But it is worth saying they do have uh, little scannable QR codes in the back. So if you're really stuck in a puzzle, you could scan it and it'll take you to PDF of not exactly how to solve it, but it'll show you which folds to do and undo to help you figure out the solution. For oh, the man. base game only, not for the extra challenge after you finished it. Hints. Oh, hints are wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they did a nice way of doing it. It doesn't show you here's the path to follow. It just says do this fold and then this fold and this fold. It doesn't tell you where to be for each one. 
which is clever. Mm-hmm. I think I made that critique last week as well, that there were no hints. But yes, certainly being able to have hints, or even a, there is, I believe, a full solution printed elsewhere. But it's it's wonderful to be able to have that if you get stuck. Yeah. Here we go. So Miniature Market, they're currently out of stock. They carry them for $8. Retail is 10 So I would avoid 14 at uh, Amazon. <laughs> I hear you. I think that my local game store also had a copy of them. Okay. And these are published by DeVere. So they, I think that's a pretty decent-sized publisher. Mm-hmm. And the game is pretty durable. I think that definitely will have a fair number of plays and rotations about it. You can share it around. Yeah. Now, it's worth saying, when you say durable, you don't mean physically. You meant turns of replayability. It is just regular paper, and you're folding and unfolding a lot, so I do think it will wear out. It will wear out, but it doesn't wear out for one play. I didn't see any noticeable wear for the no, one I had. No, if you're not careful, you, you will tear sheets here and there, I think. so. Mm. You, and sometimes you're, you're doing folds counter the normal way a couple times, and I do... It will wear out, you know. After after a while, if you did reuse these a lot, which I imagine would be hard to do, you, you're gonna be having your pages taped together. I think, <laughs> just just to keep them alive, or just start laminated. Yeah, <laughs> that would be hard to fold. I, that's a, that's an advanced challenge there. Oh no, it's not that you just laminate and then you put creases. Gosh, okay. I do not bad. think that would work with with some of the folds that you have to do in this game. That would not. That would not work well. But you know, whatever, you know, it, eight or ten bucks. If it gets that worn out and you've enjoyed it, buy another copy. I hear you. I guess so. It is just paper after all. Um. All right. I don't know that I have anything else to say about it. It's a maze. I didn't get into the rules of how you do a maze. I don't think we need to do that. Well, I think, the, we, <laughs> I think we've just about covered everything at this point in time, Albert. Yep. I, I think so. So thank you, everybody. Have a good night. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. We love feedback, so we love hearing from you. You can reach me at Julius at OnePlayerPodcast.com or JLBird on BGG. And Albert can be reached at Albert at OnePlayerPodcast.com or Fractaloon on BGG. Our website is OnePlayerPodcast.com with the number one, and we're also on Twitter at OnePlayerPodcast. The intro music is copyright Angus, can be found at Gemendo.com. The transition music is copyright by Dan Elduce Pancaldi, whose page is at DanPancaldi.com. The One Player Podcast is protected under a Creative Commons share-alike license. Thanks for listening.